What's up, everyone? Um, so in this episode of That Pitch Podcast, I'm talking to my good buddy, Gio. Um, Gio is the founder of Noise Lash, uh, which is a marketing agency for artists and producers all around the world. Uh, he is also the founder of Smart Noise, uh, which is a platform so you can you know run your own ads to build your artist following, uh, et cetera. He's a really great guy. And the reason why I wanted to do this today is because usually we're just talking about sync and publishing. But Honestly, I feel like if you are pursuing sync, you're pursuing building your publishing, you're pursuing, you know, making more money from your music, it's a good idea to kind of just learn about business in general. Um, and Gio and I have a very, very similar story of how we started in the music industry and then, you know, now where we're at. Um, he's a really good friend of mine and just like, He's a great guy, very genuine and truly gives a shit. Um, and he's located in Venice, Italy. So again, if you are not in New York, LA, London, or Nashville, and you're in a smaller city, uh, this is another incredible example of how you can build an incredible music business for yourself and really change the industry for the better. So uh, without further ado, here is the episode with Geo. Welcome to the That Pitch Podcast. The That Pitch Podcast helps music producers and artists tap into the world of sync licensing, publishing, music business, and more. So if you are tired of trying to make it and you're more interested in making a living, then you are in the right place. The That Pitch Podcast is brought to you by thatpitch.com, the number one music licensing tool for producers and artists. I'm your host, Mark, the founder of thatpitch.com. Now let's get into the show. Geo! What's up, my man? Uh, anybody listening, Gio is one of my best friends in the whole wide world. Uh, loving a bit. Uh, Gio, you're in Venice, Italy. He, I'm just going to give a quick I intro am. and then we can like just talk about everything. Um, so uh, Gio has been a longtime friend of mine. Um, and he is another entrepreneur within the music industry. Um, I'd say entrepreneur loosely because we kind of just like all ended up here. We have no idea. Exactly. <laughs> just, I, I feel <laughs> Pretty like business much. is like I feel like business is like the last creative endeavor. You're just like, well, I can make something from nothing. It's kind of like art. Um, but yeah. Uh, yeah, so you're in bands. Uh, we actually met through production. Um, and yeah, back in uh, then you got seventeen or something. Something yeah. like yeah, yeah. And then uh, got into marketing, and now you have an agency, and you have a tech platform for marketing for music. Um, anyways, uh, Geo, uh, as you can tell, is like me. He's all over the place, but he's a great guy. Uh, I would say like myself, great guy. Uh, anyways, um, <laughs> but dude, uh, thanks so much for coming on today. Um, yeah, no, you're the best. Uh, so, okay, real quick, before we like really dive into it, you are in Venice, Italy. Um, I am. And, and most people all around the world are not in like these major music cities. And you have just continuously kicked ass from a smaller city. Which is crazy. Yeah, I mean, dude, to be honest with you, uh, it's crazy because one... Like when I was in bands, I used to play a shit ton of shows here, like at least, I don't know, right. three, four, five shows every month. And uh, when I started Noise Lash, I just thought, okay, I love my country. I love pretty much everyone here, but I want to <laughs> yeah. see what happens when I go like 
And I knew a lot of people from the US, from the UK, from Canada anyway. So it wasn't like super hard for me where when I, like I didn't know anybody. So I just, I, I had like to start from scratch completely, but still like that's where I am. Like, I mean, I'm here, I'm in Italy, but um, I, I mean, it's, it's just, it's a cliche maybe, but it's, I mean, we have the internet. So, I mean, it's, it's not that yeah. hard for like anybody. So, <laughs> well, that that's kind of like what I always sort of talk about is like, you know, I think a big reason why I wanted to talk to you specifically, and maybe I'll start making a theme of this regard in, in this podcast, but like, um, you know, sync is an incredible way to make money. You know, this publishing building your masters, it's all incredible, but there's a lot of corners of the industry to really excel through your art. Um, and you, you really can be anywhere in the world now, which is, you know, I've been saying for years. Um, so I, I kind of want to bring this all back real quick. Um, and then we can kind of like go on to more details and maybe talk marketing and stuff, but, um, where, you know, how did everything start for you? Cause you were playing in bands originally and like you, yeah, just dude, go back to the very, very beginning. Oh man. Uh, it's kind of <laughs> funny. So <laughs> as you said, I played in bands like for my whole fucking life. So that was the, the only thing that I knew back then. I was also skateboarding pretty much all day, every day. So the, like these two were the pretty much oh, yeah. the only things that, that I am that I was doing, but then I started mixing and, pro and producing other bands. And as you probably know as well, because you were producing artists as well, they all came to the studio, did whatever they yeah. had to do, the single, the album, the EP, whatever sounded really cool, but then they all had the same question. So, okay, we have this thing now, what do we do? How do we make sure that we spend some time in the studio for more than 10 people to actually listen to this shit that we did. Uh, right, so I right. just basically... Wait, you mean, you mean more more than 10 people should listen to the record? That's crazy. I've never heard of that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. So I thought, okay, well, if the artists that I work with uh, get their music heard, I will also benefit from that. So it was sort of a no-brainer for me. And I... And at the time I was really getting into marketing and like paid media and all these fun things. Uh, so I said, okay, let me try to help at least one, one, one artist, one band. And, uh, so we did that and it was a band called shading. I love the guys. Um, and their single with me, uh, went really well. And so this was the first time that I did it probably five or six other times. So I said, Hmm. Okay, that's funny. Um, and then, <laughs> basically, uh, I, I I was then approached by like a real estate agency where I lived, and I was talking with a guy that uh, he he was kind of a friend of mine, and I was talking and saying I'm doing this thing called Facebook ads for these bands, but I'm also doing it for like a very very small business that um, a friend of mine owned. And he said, okay, well, can you help me with that? I said, why not? Sure. So I helped him as well. And he, I basically helped him to sell a house worth like 400 something K in, <laughs> in like 60 days. And he said, oh, Jesus Christ. I just spent two 
thousand dollars with you and i sold this house i want to do this again so i said hmm that's funny again <laughs> and so <laughs> i said yeah man and it's also way funnier that in the meantime because i was getting into like facebook ads and marketing and i for for the love of god i cannot do one thing at a time i need to like play with stuff yes yeah, and, and and do like i got i got like yeah, 15 so. things going on yeah i get it i get yeah, it yeah man it's it's fucking insane anyway uh i ended <laughs> up selling dude i i i actually don't think I, I i ever told you this but i was at some point i was selling a gender reveal kit on amazon in the us what <laughs> yes <laughs> yes dude. yes yes dude <laughs> So you just like you wait a second. So you're real quick. Um, cause I just want to like, even though we're like, we're, we're fucking around. I want to state this great lesson, which you and I, I feel like are like masters at, at this point is if somebody approaches you and they're like, Hey, you know, I have this problem, blah, blah, blah. The first thing we say, we like, we kind of put it together in our heads. We're like, I think I, yeah, I can solve that. Yeah, of course. No, I do yeah. that. That's all I do actually. <laughs> And then yeah, you got a new client and then exactly. you just figure out how to do it. <laughs> yeah, it's funny, man. It's funny. Yeah, but then That's I... All. You I, were selling... Well, yeah, keep going. Sorry. Yeah, but then um, I did that for like two months and it was super hard, honestly. But that's a whole different topic. So that, <laughs> let's let's not even talk about it. But uh, after that, <laughs> I basically sold the inventory to a guy from a Facebook group. And uh, I just basically said, okay, I'm doing this thing for bands, artists. I'm working with so many bands and artists, I'm getting kind of good at this marketing Facebook ads thing. Why don't, and and by the way, I was also doing like this Facebook ad thing for my own band and I was seeing success doing it. So I said, okay, well, why don't I combine the two things that I really like? So music and working with bands, with artists, with this thing that I'm starting to really like as well, which is marketing. And that's pretty much when noise is born. So, mm. so I, okay. So basically, you know, a, a good lesson from this is you started out really just producing and something that I always talk about, like whether it's in producing or sync or publishing or whatever is, you know, realizing that what people are paying you for is only you know, part of their problem. So if, if I'm working on a record for an artist, you know, I'm just one part of it, like getting the track produced. Well, the next step would be like mixing and mastering, right? So it's like most people are like, wow, you know what? I can charge more if I can like learn these skills, you know, well, and I can mm -hmm. do this pretty well. So you take on that. And then, you know, instead of sending to the next step and then the next step, now you become a one-stop shop. You actually took it a step further and you were like, well, after the record is done, you know, people are probably going to come back to me to do more records if I can help them push the record too. And it just, you know, your vehicle for pushing a record just so happened to be running ads. Yeah, man, that was pretty much it, honestly. And to be completely honest with you, I wasn't even trying to make a business out of it. I was just trying to understand if... I don't know. I could actually add more value to the bands that I was working with uh, because I knew for some reason that in two, three years, uh, these kind of skills were uh, probably become useful to me as well. 
But um, it all comes down to, to say, okay, I actually want to start adding more value to the people that I work with. But as you said, I was also trying probably in some way to differentiate myself as well, because uh, what pretty much every mm. producer and like mixing engineer does, which is absolutely fine. And it's how the like business, mo business model works is I'm going to mix your stuff and then it's done. But because our market is so small, and I mean, there, there are not like thousands, thousands of new artists every day. Um, if I was the one that was able to produce and mix the record, but also sort of be able to not guarantee, but, but also help the bands to get their music heard, it was a plus in a sense, but it's also, I didn't want to be the one who did like producing and mixing and also marketing because I never liked the, the sort of people who yeah. did like who do everything. But at the same time, I, I was still trying to add more value. And when I found that it was something that could work, I just decided to create like a separate business because yeah. again, I didn't like the ones. Uh, well, that, stop shop. that's kind of like, that's kind of like where I was at too. Like in, and I think this happens multiple times throughout a career. I wouldn't be surprised if this isn't, you know, the last time we, we go through this sort of stuff. But, um, you know, when you realize that like the side hustle, like the, the thing that you were like trying out on the side starts interesting you or like starts making your brain more curious and more excited than like the main thing you were working on. Yeah. I, I think like in music, if you grow up, like for me, I was the drummer. Like everybody had a new, I was the drummer. I'm the drummer. I'm the drummer. And then like, I started getting in, like I started session drumming, like in studios. And then I got like really into producing. And it was like this weird thing. Cause like I started enjoying being in the studio and working on records and like producing, working on boards and stuff. Um, more than drumming at that point. And it was like this weird, like identity problem. And then <laughs> my next one is when, you know, I was producing for years and years and then I started getting more opportunities for sync and like, you know, uh, facilitating publishing deals and like all this stuff. And that started exciting me a little bit more than producing at the time. And again, it was like this new identity problem, like, ah, so I'm sure you kind oh, of yeah. went through the same thing, um, oh, where, yeah, absolutely. you know, how, how is that for you? Because dude, you and I have talked about this like a couple times, actually pretty recently where it's like, we get in our own way. It's like, we would grow so much if we kind of just got out of our own way of, dude, you know what I'm saying? Dude, I can't, yeah, 100% dude, like I can tell how many friends, uh, when I was doing the mixing thing, I, I was doing the marketing thing. I, I was also doing the Amazon thing. Yeah. A lot of people told me why you don't do just one thing. <laughs> so gender and, reveal kids. And, yeah. But dude, like I, I, I just can't honestly, like, and I try to like, uh, okay. They, like, they are, they are probably right. I just need to do one thing. And I tried for like another six months to just do one thing. And uh, I, yeah. I just wasn't happy, honestly. So I need to do like five, five well, different things at a time. I just need to. Yeah. Well, I think that's why we connected so well because um, like 
one of my, actually I have a, quite a few friends like this where they can literally just be in the studio working on records for 12 hours a day and like not see anybody go to sleep and then do it the next day. I did that grind. So like I can, I can definitely say like whether or not it was for me. Cause a lot of people will write off stuff because they never had the chance to actually yeah. do it. So like they say it out of envy or whatever, but you and yeah. I, like we've not in, like a weird way, but we've toured, we worked on big records. We've, you know, been able to produce full time as much as we want. We can get work when we need it. Um, and I think we both kind of realized that like the, you know, we, we kind of achieved that dream that we had in our mind, I guess. And then realized like, wait a second, there might actually be some other things that are really exciting here. But like, my ego is telling me I have to stay in this one lane because everyone's expecting me to only do this one thing, you know? And that, that yeah. can get tough. Cause like when you're pursuing music, you know, everyone, you know, it's, it's like the thing on during the come up, it's like, well, what, you know, you meet a stranger, Hey, I'm a producer. Okay. What big records have you worked on? It's like one of those things. And then you can finally say, yeah, I've worked on this, that, that you can drop the names and it, you realize it actually makes no difference in your life whatsoever. Um, I was talking to one of my buddies who founded this licensing company. Um, I don't, I'm wondering if I, if I should like say his name. I, I don't know. He, it's kind of, it was like one of those, like, uh, he was like saying it in a uh, confidence sort of thing. So I'll, I'll say, it, but I'm not going to say him. Um, but he okay. worked on a Mariah Carey record like way early on. Um, and you know, he, he told me, um, like we were talking about his come up, he worked on like a bunch of big records. I think he did something with Pharrell like earlier on too. And he said, Mark, you know, like the biggest difference that happened in my life when I, when I made, when I worked on that Mariah Carey record, like the, the day after how my life changed. And I was like, yeah, how, like what happened? And he was like, I was at a Christmas party and somebody said, yo, did you work on that Mariah Carey record? And I said, yeah. And he was like, oh, sick. And that was it. Nothing else changed about my life. <laughs> you know? <laughs> Meanwhile, he got into like licensing and sync and publishing, which he loved. And he was like making an extra like quarter million a year. Or it wasn't even about the money. He was just more excited about it because like that was really interesting to him instead of just making, you know, another song. He was like, okay, how can I build a song catalog? Like, how can I really be creative in this realm. Cause I think growing up, you know, you think like business is not a creative thing or whatever, because you're like, Oh, I'm in music, you know, like, I don't want to work for the man. Fuck the man. <laughs> you know. Yeah. But then if you meet like the right circles of people, business is like one of the coolest things ever. Like it's it, being self-employed in music is like so fun and so rewarding. And like, you just meet the most creative people ever. Um, yeah, I don't know. It was yeah, weird I, when I had that realization that I was enjoying that. <laughs> yeah, I think it's just the best, the best of both worlds, honestly, like being able to make music, but also like have the business mind slash side of things. I think it's, it's, it's beautiful, honestly, but there is also an, an, another thing in my opinion that a lot of people overlook and that's, and I, I am fucking nobody. Okay. But that's just something that I Same learned here, for myself, which is like, what do you think would have happened if I never went through my producing 
Amazon, working with a fucking mm. real estate. I would have probably never gotten to the point where I said, okay, I want to start this thing called Noise Lab. And so, I yeah. just, I don't know. I I just learned to like well, trust myself. Uh, if 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 I if there is something yeah. that is telling me that I should do it or try it at least, I I would just fucking try it, and that's it. <laughs> well, yeah, and like I I think here's that that's a really really good point because, um, you know, some people get to the point where they're producing full time. They are both making good money and they've been able to work like on a, on a big record. So like they've, you know, achieved that dreams. Maybe they'll get a plaque, some, some trophy, right. Um, in music, <laughs> um, or, or go on a tour or something. They, they achieve that pipe dream that they set out. And some people, when they get there, they're like, yes, this is everything I want it to be. I want to keep going. I want to keep going. I want to go further in this direction. And then some people, they get there and they're like, awesome. I've achieved a goal. This hasn't made a huge difference in my life. It's amazing and it's really cool, but like, I want to keep growing. And like, I don't know what goals past this is, you know, like one of my buddies has two Grammy nominations here in Charlotte, my buddy Kevin, and he's achieved all of this. And he's like, all right, I really want to expand and do like these other things. I want to have this studio, I want to build publishing. It's like he's going in a different direction. Um, he's still working on those records, but. He's really excited to like learn, uh, you know, kind of newer things. And the reason I, I say that is because some people get there and they're like, I want to do more. And having that insight, like that information from earlier on is actually a precedent. So that next step goes well, like for instance, um, I heard this interview from this founder of this distribution company and they were saying, um, you know, they, they've never been in music themselves. They've never been in the studio. They've never written a song, but they've, they founded a distribution company. Um, and they're not doing particularly well. Um, mm. but the, yeah. but the reason, this is the interesting thing. The, and I'm, I'm going to talk shit, but I'm not going to mention a name. I think that's like a good way to do it, you know? Uh, <laughs> that's fine. <laughs> um, but they they were... Yeah, it's like you can't stop me from talking shit, but I'll never mention the name. I won't. Um, they were... <laughs> they, they were saying um, that their business is a little bit different because the whole thing is based off of uh, getting advances, um, you know, based off of percentage of ownership. So each person can get... Um, in advance, and they're kind of treating it like a, a fintech, like a finance startup, mm -hmm. but based on royalties. And they were saying in this interview, they were like, yeah, we just have to like change how people interact in the studio. They need to be writing out their rights there in the studio. And I'm like, have yeah. you ever been in the studio? <laughs> like yeah. people, the last thing Can people want to talk about dude? when you're in the creative process. Yeah. Right. And so, and so you know, but you and I, that is an obvious, like we've been in the studio. We've, we've cut records. Like we've dealt with awkward studio scenarios and we know the worst thing you can do after an amazing vocal take is saying, okay, well, I gave opinion on, you know, this one melody. So I think I should get 50% of that. How do you feel? Yeah. You know, 
Yeah, but dude, come on. The, yeah. But I, I saw like this plugin. I forgot who made it. Um, but it's like a, a plugin, I guess it goes in your DAW. And when somebody writes it, they act like when they record it, you actually say who's on it. And at the end, like on the stem itself, like on the, okay. And at the very yeah. end of the session, when you bounce it, it'll actually give you a percentage of who was on what. So you can actually just know the rights right there. So that's like a way that's like something you or I would come up with because it's like, well, we can't like change how somebody interacts in the studio. Like that's insane. But can we like meet how people are doing it already? And we would know how we're doing it. You know what I'm saying? And so does that, are we following, you know, it's like, (laughs) that's, and I think that's why you've done so great with marketing is because you know what an artist is actually going through. You're not just like some hack marketing bozo. It's like, yeah, like I've, I know exactly how confusing it is and it's dumb. And also like, yeah, all these social media companies are really annoying to work with. So, uh, yeah, yeah we'll just make it simple. Saying, yeah. But to be honest with you, man, as I said, I, I am fucking nobody. And I don't think <laughs> that I, or my team is the best. Well, uh, my team is very good, but <laughs> what I'm trying to say is I don't have the, <laughs> like, I don't think I, I am the best, but at the same time, what I think is that we are like, what one thing that sets us apart, in my opinion, is the level of transparency. Because, for instance, what yeah. a lot of companies do right now, like for music marketing, is that they simply promote some placements on, on some bullshit fake playlists on Spotify. And that's it. That's what yep. they do. And oh, uh, yes, they because do. I make and if, music. If anyone's yeah. questioning that, by the way, if anyone's questioning that, I've worked with various PR agents and playlist companies and stuff that com- that is all they do is they will literally just pay people off. And that is it. Like we fired a few companies before cause I caught them doing it. Yeah. And, uh, like I have a few conversations like, like every month or so where there are artists who ask me, okay, I like what you guys are doing. I would like to get more info from you, but I'm just a little bit worried because I've been scammed in the past by some other companies. So I was wondering, like, do you use any bots? And it's really easy for me because it's like, well, we don't, we don't even do playlisting. So I don't even have to have the <laughs> sort of convincing argument where, oh no, we just use like real organic. No, like we don't do playlisting period. So I mean, that that's it. <laughs> Yeah. So I mean, yeah. Well, it's like man, that's, that's it's like fun. arsenic is organic. Arsenic is organic, but it's still not healthy, you know. <laughs> but oh, man. yeah, I think you know that's the. I I think like the big thing in our industry, and a lot of people don't want to deal with it, is like, you know, our industry thrives on transparency. You know just being upfront about, you know, if you're taking a cut, you say exactly what you're taking. And if you're not taking a cut, say the intention why, you know? Um, so like that pitch, we don't take a percentage on, on anything. Like it's, we pay out a hundred percent. The reasons why are this, that, and that, well, we don't need that much to be, to be profitable. Like, I just want to make sure everybody can get paid you know, hundred percent. And I got screwed in the past when I figured out somebody took over 50% of a deal that I landed. 
you know? So it's like, I don't want to continue that. And that's, that's, you know, that's my story. Like that's as genuine as it, as it gets is like, I've been screwed before. Apparently it's the industry standard. I'd like to change that. I would like everybody to just get paid a hundred percent what they're owed, whether it's a dollar or a million dollars. I just want you to get all of it, you know? And yeah. I think, you know, it, that level of like logic and transparency is, I'd say relatively rare and same for you of like, Hey, like we, there's no real, really great, you know, for how your business functions and just like playlisting in general is a very hard thing to, to do well. Um, you know, you're saying like, Hey, like there's always a risk with playlisting. So we're just not going to mess with it at all, but here's something we're great at running ads. We have amazing campaigns. We do a good job and we say exactly what we're doing. Um, so this is what I believe in and it doesn't put you at risk and that's why we're doing it, you know? Um, and I, I think that's, Spot I think on. that's just rare. Like if people were just, yeah, like there's a lot of companies that people will start on the side or businesses and they don't want to put their face on it because they're like scared or something. I don't, if there isn't a face on a company like that is that's a problem like i in music at least like i don't you know you know what i'm saying yeah um but to to be honest with you i think it's it's almost too easy in a sense like it's it's easy because like um <laughs> it's you don't have to like oversell or like try to convince people because right now i mean yeah again when when i have this sort of conversation with with like artists and, and people and they question oh but do you use bots i just simply say look dude we simply don't do playlisting and on top of that we have our own tech platform specifically for music advertising so i mean uh, if you want some yeah. bullshit Playlisting, uh, it's it's just not what we do. <laughs> That's funny, man. Yeah, yeah. It's well, it's also also like if you were able to like <clears throat> scam through the Facebook and Instagram algorithm, you'd be you wouldn't be in the music industry. Like you would have way bigger uh, opportunities. <laughs> Go after finance or something <laughs> where you can scam and actually make money. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, but. But yeah, that's, that's, you know, I think the industry as a whole, like, I think we're moving towards like a more transparent industry because people are very, I think like the more conversations I have with a lot of companies, they're becoming a lot more aware that like they have to, you know, it, it becomes like a money thing. They're like, yo, like we have to give out more information because we have to reveal our processes because if we don't, like people just don't trust us and like they they won't be a part of what we're doing, you know? Yeah, yeah dude, that's, that's actually another very good point because I think back then you, um, you had uh, like a ebook. Um, I don't remember what it was, but like which, for running Which one was it about? Uh, yeah, like so the, I had... Uh, backtrack I, thing. Yep, it was just called... So it was originally... <laughs> it was originally or live show something. Well, it's, it was called, it's called performing live. Like that's the, the current version. Okay. Um, actually I don't even know where you could download it. Maybe I'll just like make it available somewhere on my site, but, um, 
but uh it was originally called the indie pop cookbook <laughs> because it was for uh indie pop artists because that's all i wanted to work with um and i would basically just say how to run your shows live because a lot of them couldn't afford to have their own live engineer and you know you had to pl play a bunch of electronics and backing tracks and you know stuff like that so it was really just like a here's a you know here's a way how to do it but um, I had been running it for my own shows, like playing with artists that, you know, I was touring with. Um, and what I also did was like, I interviewed some, some people that I know that were running, like running big shows and their entire job was like to run Ableton side stage or whatever. Um, and anyways, I renamed it performing live cause I just kind of wanted it available for everybody because hip hop artists could benefit from it. Anybody really. Um, but yeah, I think that was kind of like a transparent thing of like, hey, like you shouldn't have to, you know, pay for a course on how to do this or whatever. Here it is just for free. Um, yeah. You've yeah, given dude, away a bunch of free stuff too. I mean, dude, I have like, we have like three ebooks right now. Like one that is like literally step yeah. by step how to launch an ad, an ad campaign. Um, I don't have a where, lot of where videos is that? On is that on? Ah, uh, that's very. Is that just on Noiselash? Yeah, uh, <laughs> yeah, it's it's on Noiselash website. Yeah, it's on the resources section or maybe on the homepage. I don't remember okay. exactly where, but yeah, it's there. That's fine. But, that's um, <laughs> but what what I found as well is uh, because I have a few videos on my YouTube channel where I go through exactly how I launch a uh, campaign. I have a video on YouTube ads, which is like. 20 minutes long, probably. And it's exactly step-by-step -step how mm. to launch a YouTube ad campaign to promote your music video. And what yep. I noticed is that uh, there are a lot of people who are afraid, oh, I don't want to, gi to give away too much information because otherwise they won't <laughs> pay me yeah. uh, to do this thing for them, which is the exact opposite because I noticed that something beautiful happens. Right. So you do something in so much right. detail where uh, the people who are probably not going to hire you anyway, they are just going to consume the information and in their brain, you are going to be the person yeah. who helped them to do this thing. And the people who uh, so don't have the time to do it on their own, which is the probably kind of artist that you, that I'm also looking for because I'm like, we are more looking for the artist who like has already some, established fan base so they don't have the time to do it but they realize that we are kind of good at it so they said mm, okay i understand that these guys are, are good i'm simply gonna hire them and both scenarios honestly yeah. are really good because you help someone who maybe didn't have the budget to uh hire you but they still got the value and you are going to help some artist who has the budget and they just don't have the time so I think it's, it, I mean, I don't think there is any issue in just giving away a lot of, uh, a lot of info, honestly. Yeah. And one of our, um, I, we've, we've talked about this a bunch, but, uh, one of our favorite, uh, people in the world, uh, who just so happens to run a business is this guy named Jason Freed. He runs oh, yeah. this company called Basecamp. Um, you know, Basecamp, it's kind of like, um, if you're, you know, I don't know if you're like new to like tech sort of platforms or whatever. It's, it's kind of like a, a way for teams to communicate. You could like 
organize your projects and stuff. It's a really good platform and they've been around like forever. They're like one of the earlier uh, ones. And <clears throat> Jason uh, is kind of like, he makes these incredible, he writes these incredible books. Uh, Rework is a big one. Remote is another one. Um, they kind of invented remote, you know, uh, working. And mm -hmm. um, he writes awesome blogs as well. And he was talking about in an interview that his entire goal is to, is just to share more in more detail than everybody else. That That's his entire goal. So, and I think that's why they've done so well is because like, I've never talked to him in person. I've never met him, but I honestly feel like he's looking out for me. And like, it's a weird way. <laughs> I'm just like, yeah, this was like great insight like that I needed to hear um, for how I kind of, you know, I, I think you and I have talked about this. Actually, we talked about this this week is like, you know, design the life that you want and then build a career to facilitate having that life. But a lot of people kind of just build a career and like build a business or want to be like some sort of pop star or whatever. And they get there and they realize this is not actually the lifestyle that they wanted. So if you can kind of just understand what lifestyle you want, you'll probably realize you don't even need that much money. You don't need something huge. You just need something that's meaningful in life that kind of promotes all of that happening, you know? And that's that's a hard thing to understand. But he, he's he been really good at communicating that. Um, but yeah, he just shares a lot, dude. I feel like you and I both look up to him so much. <laughs> he's the fucking shit, dude. <laughs> oh wait i think it cut out you there yeah i, I am <laughs> oh actually it didn't cut out uh, my headphones all right so i have like these ultimate ears like these really nice ultimate ears and i think like they're loose in in my universal audio i have no idea what's going on but like sometimes i'll just like lose all audio and i'm like damn it <laughs> perfect um, amazing anyways well, so uh, speaking of losing connection, uh, I have a call in 10 minutes. Uh, you have a busy day yourself. Um, but so I, I kind of wanted to promote this to, to everybody listening. So um, Geo, so you, you originally started Noise Lash, which is kind of the agency uh, model for Sync. Um, yeah. But this past year, you, smarted, you started something called Smart Noise, uh, explain that, and then um, I'll I'll explain the deal that we have for everybody. If anybody uh, wants to start using it, it's great. Yeah, so it's essentially a software platform that allows you to run campaigns to promote your music on streaming platforms and social media, even if you don't have a fucking clue on how social media ads work. That's pretty much it. We make your life easier, basically. Yeah. So, so there are a lot of yeah. things that that happen in the social media advertising ecosystem, the update from Apple, and it's just a whole nightmare. And so we just we, we just wanted to make it easier for artists to run laser targeted campaigns without being advertising expert, and that's what we are trying to do. Yep. So, I mean, basically what that pitch has done for sync where we've just made it way easier. Um, so instead of having to like do all these crazy contracts and like write out all this legal and pay for lawyers yourself and then do a bunch of revisions for music supervisors and then organize your stuff and everything, we just, you just upload a track. We do everything for you. That's it. 
Um, that's the same thing with smart noise. Uh, I personally use it. A bunch of my friends use it. It's great. It's kind of like, uh, I guess it's not that secret, but it's, it, it's kind of like a secret weapon for all of us for, you know, running independent labels and artist projects. Um, but yeah, I, I love it. I tell everybody about it. Um, partially why I wanted to have you on. Um, but yeah, it's kind of like, it's kind of like a couple clicks. It's, you know, you connect your Spotify account, connect your Instagram or, you know, whatever social media platform. Um, and then you can kind of track your growth, just say what you want to spend. And then it helps target everything for, like for you. And then it just puts it out in front of the right people. So the right people on Instagram or wherever will click on it and listen. And then you gain fans. It's like as easy as it gets. I, I love it. You really don't have to learn anything. That's the coolest part. Um, is like, you just, like ads have always been really confusing for me. Um, Geo has been like a great mentor of mine for, you know, running our ads for that pitch. Um, but, uh, you know, if you literally have no experience in ads or whatever, you can get started in five minutes and like run it as well as somebody who's like a media buyer for like $2,000 a month, which is obviously expensive. So, um, Pretty much. yeah. Uh, and, uh, we're doing, we have like a deal with that pitch. Uh, basically, if you are that pitch member um, or actually just on here in general, um, if you're listening to it to wherever, if you go to smartnoise.com slash TP crew, um, or uh, if you just put in a coupon. That is a dash in between, uh, by the way. It's smart-noise.com. Smart oh, yeah, yeah. Noise. Sorry. My bad. My bad. Smart-noise.com slash TP crew. Um, or, uh, on your coupon code on the way out, uh, TP crew, and you get a free month on smart noise. So geo is very kind offering that. So definitely check out smart noise. Um, my pleasure. Cool. Dude, do you have what, uh, before we go, any advice you would give to anybody pursuing a music career, you know, not just artists or producers, but like anybody who just wants to be in the industry, um, cause you and I have had pretty similar paths, I feel like, which is rare. <laughs> uh, that's a really hard one, man. I would just simply say, just be honest with people. Don't scam anybody and just try to be helpful when you can. That's it. Honestly. Wow. I thought you were going to sell me into something. Wow. He's really not a scammer. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> <laughs> for, for my... For my $99 offer, you too can be successful. <laughs> All right, dude. Uh, dude, thank you so much. Um, and again, hit up Geo. Check out Smart Noise. Um, thanks, thanks for being on today, bro. I love you, man.